Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You could hire one person to handle your digital strategy. Hey, how you doing? Or for the same amount of money, you can hire an entire team of experts. Sean, Ashley, Bernie, Bree, Pat, Sally. We're 2060 Digital, a national digital advertising agency based right here in the Twin Cities. Our digital marketers, client strategists, videographers, and more have worked on hundreds of campaigns in the healthcare, home services, automotive, education sectors, and more. 2060 Digital, a team of experts working for you. More at 2060digitalmsp.com. Welcome to the family with Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen. Andy Brant Bernard. Co host Catherine Brant. And our special, special guest. Super Bowl guest. Kostaki Economopoulos. Oh, he puts Did you forget up. for a minute? Who am I? I, I thought Tom was going to do it. <laughs> Who am I? Panic. No, I, I forgot my to... name. <laughs> We're going to figure out this intro sooner or later. We've only yeah. been doing this for 12 years. We'll get the intro figured out. Why can't we see Andy days. and Mom? Where'd they uh, go? Dad now has the camera on a stack of books behind the computer. Yeah, they, sure told, does. Me, they told me I have, to, I have to do a head-on shot. So you guys are just not so there. we got to plug that. we got to turn that on. Why can't we turn that on? We can. Andy can plug that into I your can. laptop, I guess. That's I fine. Can. Yeah, why don't you do that? Okay. Okay, so who is Mr. Beast? <clears throat> Mr. Beast. He's a guy that just makes videos. It'll be like everyone has to put their hands on a car, and the last person to have their hand on the car gets to keep the car. Or he'll just, like, go. He'll be like, I join uh, streamers' chat rooms that have one viewer, and then I donate $10,000 to them to see their reaction. Okay, so, so is he, he a gives... bajillionaire who just has money? or is Yeah, he, he basically, well, he has backing of a whole lot of very rich people. Okay. So they give him stuff to give away to people, and then other people watch the videos of him giving stuff away. Sounds like which, a great gig. Yeah, it yeah. really is. He basically just buys viewers, and those viewers translate into more money than he started with to begin with. Well, and the only reason why I even ever heard of him <coughs> is because there's a he tweeted that we found a hundred stranded slash abandoned dogs and spent over a million dollars to find them loving homes. This is one of my favorite videos, so I hope you consider adopting a dog. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, he has what? a lot of money, and he spends money to make videos that so get him more money. not a jerk? Well, no. He seems, I mean, like, he does give a lot of money away to people, and it seems to be no strings attached. And he does, like, there was, like, a thing he did a year or two ago. He, like, uh, bought a bunch of surgeries for blind kids or something. Oh. Yeah. Like so, okay. I mean, like, you know, he's very corporate astroturfy you know very fake but at least he's not making the world a worse place yeah okay. so you know can't, well, be, can't be too mad about it why would it cost a million dollars to find 100 dogs homes yeah that seems i mean like unless they're building the homes for these dogs that seems like a lot but we built 100 dogs houses <laughs> yeah it seems like indeed luxury it's dog markup. houses it's markup it's inflation, inflationary rates. I actually we'll had do it. trouble recently with YouTube because 
I was dealing with some stuff with their monetization setup mm-hmm. and they were they were doubting my identity because on the page it's Kostaki Economopolis and on my uh, driver's license it's Constantinos Economopolis. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I literally want I almost typed in like do you think his mama named him Mr. Beast? Like, can you just yeah. look at the picture and see <laughs> yeah, that it matches real. the 800 videos that are on well, your page? Well, Kostaki, you're not making YouTube millions and millions That's of dollars true. a day. Yeah. So exactly. it's different. I am you're... certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> Football jokes pay way less. <laughs> well, Kostaki only got six days till the big day. Yeah. Day. I'm excited. Um, I should mention that the Minnesota Twins have cut a deal. With Bally Sports North, which doesn't sound like a very good deal to me, because apparently some of the games, up to a lot of the games, will not even be televised. Oh. So I don't know what that's all about. I, 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 haven't, I haven't looked at it personally. I just heard about this on the morning show. And so I don't know how it's going to work or all the rest of it. But back in the day, wasn't presenting sports on your outlet, that was a big deal, wasn't it? Yeah, still is. It's the only thing that keeps you from... <coughs> not being connected to modern streaming, right? You could, yeah, you know, you could watch almost anything at your own pace and whatever crazy system platform you got now. It's, it's the only thing that's live that still gets huge numbers. There you go. That's exactly right. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it works out. But apparently the people who, who looked at the setup don't like it very much. So I don't, know, I don't know what that means. I'll have to do that later on today. Hmm. That makes sense, doesn't it? I got a distant twins reference to my first uh, couple of jokes here. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. There's a teaser, huh? Super Bowl week is tough on the players. You know this, right? They they got this underlying anxiety the whole time. They got to meet with the media. They got to prep for the game. They got to sort out tickets for family. They got to bail their dad out of jail. You know, it's it's tough. It's a tough week. Bailing your dad out of jail would be. I never had to do that. Patrick Mahomes Sr. arrested Saturday in Texas for his third DUI. Oh, God. It's a shame Pat Jr. can't throw him a few bucks for an Uber or something. (laughs) Exactly. Why, Kostaki, why would he do that with all the millions of dollars rolling in? It's crazy to me. I don't... You won the lottery. Like, get a yes. driver, name him Bitterman, and live like Arthur for the rest of your life. <laughs> Bitterman. I love Bitterman. That's magnificent. Now Mahomes Sr. has to change his name. He's going from Mahomes to Mahouse Arrest. Am I right, everybody? Ah, Mahomes, Mahouse Arrest. Ah. <laughs> Take that home with you. He should have explained to the cops, like, Brittany and Jackson were talking my ear off and driving me to drink. Sorry, sir, I'm, we understand. Let's uh, get you home safe. It's, uh, yeah, there you go. We totally understand. So we're on the precipice here. We're on the verge of the 58th Super Bowl. And I believe this is the third one without Tom Brady. So that's nice. Really? <laughs> God, we're going deep now. Third one without Tom Brady being involved. <laughs> Average Super Bowl ticket price, a record $10,700. Oh, God. I mean, come oh, sorry. on. What? I know. That's about what? the same as a month's rent in Los Angeles. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I like that That's take. Insane. I could get almost two hamburgers for that. <laughs> Can we get Tom Brady in to do a little deflation on the pricing? I believe I just noticed yesterday the very first Super Bowl tickets, and I can't remember even where the game was, 
were fifteen dollars. <laughs> oh yeah. I used to do a joke about this in my act. The first, the first tickets to the Super Bowl were $15, and it was not a sellout. That sounds like one of my shows. <laughs> I'll take that home with you. I love 15 bucks, and nobody shows up anyway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. At this point, the Super Bowl is so expensive. Your best chance to see it live is to get really good at football and play in it. That's oh, your God. best shot. $10,700 a ticket. That's insane. That's a lot. Oh, God. Remember, you get a 13-minute Usher concert, too. That's Oh, oh, boy. Oh, is that or, who the person is? Yeah, that's or, the person. Or, or sure. <laughs> well, the worst part is the reason that they set it at that price is because people will pay that price. Uh, it's not like yeah. this is some made-up number that's some unreasonable number. It's what people are willing to it's pay. The they wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They wouldn't do it if they didn't think they could sell the tickets at that price. Right. So. Yeah. And how many people can this stadium seat? It's a good question. It's a, it's the new one in Vegas. It's Allegiant. I don't know what the seating capacity is, but it's you know it's at least sixty thousand. Yeah, number. that's what I'm thinking. At uh, least sixty. Eight hundred ninety-five thousand cubic yards. <laughs> well, doesn't well, that's many that's oh, definitely what I meant. That's Thank very you. Very clear. Thank you. Cubic ben. yards. <laughs> cubic yards. Who would ever even measure is that? <laughs> Yeah, who wants that stat? I Reads guess if you want to make it into a very big swimming pool. Uh, cubic yeah. yards. Uh, 65,000. Okay. So yeah, 65,000 times 10,000. So 65,000 people out there are willing to pay $10,000 to watch football. Even yeah. the cheap seats? Well, a lot of those seats are spoken for long before the tickets oh, absolutely. are available. There's all these different corporate things and prizes. and Right. And, and yeah. season ticket holders for that stadium get... To keep their seats? No. No. Stupid so. question. No, <laughs> Stupid question. Well, that team's not even in the game. Oh. And, and that game is... I mean, the Super Bowl... A friend of mine said this to me last week, and I never really thought of it this way, but it's true. He thinks of the AFC and NFC championship games as being the last week of football. Yeah. And then the Super Bowl is this other thing. That's yeah, just this, that's true. Right. The culture has embraced this other gigantic thing, and football is a tiny part of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that makes sense. You know what's amazing? I've never had the desire to go to a Super Bowl. None. Well, you're not a big crowd guy. No, I'm not a big crowd guy. That is true. No. Yeah. Right. Also, the the purple team doesn't get there very often. Oh, you had to bring that part <laughs> up. Okay. Had to stab me right oh, in the back. Yeah, that's brand new information. <laughs> you didn't say which purple team. They've never won a Super Bowl in 65 years. <laughs> 65 years. They've never won a Super Bowl. We're not bitter. No, not uh, I know. The only, the only time I would want to go is if my team was in it. My brother went to the twenty-eight to three debacle. He was there for that live. He's a, he's a Falcons season ticket holder, and at the time, the ticket was around three grand. Jesus! And yeah, now it's, it's almost eleven. Yeah, it's nuts. Eleven thousand dollars to go watch a three and a half hour game. I think yeah. that that's just completely stupid. It's hard to believe that it's even possible that there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there sure are enough is. people. But it's such yeah. a. If you're a football nerd, it's like, you know, it's you do it once, it's your team. I understand how, how it works. And then, of course, it's a playground for the wealthy as well. Yeah. I, I read some whole, there's a whole article this week floating around about how the private jet parking in Las Vegas is a <laughs> problem. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're out of space. It's there all, you go. It's all booked up. Uh, you see, generally, I don't like the term first world problems because it, it minimizes real problems, but I can't park my private jet is definitely. Yeah, that's, I think they're just going to have to chopper in. I mean, there's the, the answer. That, yeah, that is about, it's about as first world problem as it gets. You can land. You, you just have to be dropped off there. Yeah. They have to fly back yeah, to wherever you came from. Yeah. Uh, also, my other complaint about the Super Bowl, can we enough with the Roman numerals? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. L V I I I. That sounds like the name of a singer I've never heard of who might be yeah. in the halftime show. Yeah. No one knows what any of it means. <clears throat> Next year at Super Bowl L I X. If Kiss isn't the halftime show for L I X. Licks. I like it. So we'll have we'll have had licks. We'll have had X X X. What else is yeah. in the future for the Super Bowl? What other words can we spell? <laughs> They're going to have to start with L for a while. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Uh, I'm going to start using Roman numerals to hide how old I am. I'm just, <laughs> just going to answer. I'm L-I-V. You figure it out. L-I-V, baby. It's 50 plus 5 minus 1. It's Roman numerals are crazy. A little 54 is good. That works. Uh, Vegas, baby. Isn't it funny that Carrot Top looks like he's used more performance-enhancing drugs than the linemen in the game? I know. He's yeah. weirdly muscular. Really? He's jacked. Yeah. When did that yeah. happen? He's like been that way for a while. Ago, actually. Yeah. And yeah. he has had a lot of face work done, it oh. looks like, to me. What yes. happened to him? He just disappeared. Louis Anderson always said he was a really nice guy. That's what he yeah. said. He was yeah. like one of his he good really friends. liked him. Yeah. I saw him before he was a big star, and he tore the roof off the place. He was a, I mean, he was electric, the energy he created in the really? crowd. Huh. Yeah, he's, he's good at what he does. He's very compelling. I've only met him one time. He seemed like a nice guy. <clears throat> Scott, his name is Scott. I met him after the show, and uh, I was an open micer at the time, and he came to my college, and uh, I saw him, you know, like I was running around doing stand-up, I knew his name was Scott and I saw I passed him on the street and I panicked because I was I had just seen the show and he was so good. And I, I could have said, hey, Scott, enjoy the set. I couldn't believe, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know what I said? Hi, Carrot Top. <laughs> oh, God. Hi, Carrot Top. That was so how that work? That was the whole exchange I had with him. <laughs> how was his exchange with you? Ah, was, you know, he's running around. He was fairly, he was pretty young at the time. <clears throat> and so he was running around with the college kids after the show, drinking and carousing. I, I don't know. Oh, how old is yeah. he now? I'm going to guess he was a little older than me at the time. So he's probably around 60. <clears throat> he was born in 65. Yeah. So, yeah, just about. He's 59, yeah. yeah. Or he's going to be 59. He's had a residency in Vegas forever. He's been making a mountain of money. Oh, good for him. He's doing quite well for himself. I mean, if that's what you want. Go uh, Gingers. If that's your thing. Yeah, go. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I've go. got a pitch for you guys. I've been pitching this for years. I want to hear what you think, Tom. I want an undercard game on Super Bowl Sunday. You're central time, right? So the kickoff is at 5.30 p.m., right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I want a 1 o'clock game that features the teams with the top two picks in the draft. And they play, and the winner gets the number one overall pick. Ooh. Bears, Commanders, winner gets Caleb Williams. What do you, what do you say? I like it. It'd be fun, right? Mm-hmm. Better than seven hours of Super Bowl highlights from before uh, past Super Bowls and whatever else they show on Super Bowl Sunday before the game. Here's a stat I've never heard until this week. 
Punxsutawney Phil has a 39% accuracy rate. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Well, it's better than the weatherman. True. <laughs> so. It's very true. 39% accuracy. The Falcons have since signed him to be their quarterback. Oh, here we <laughs> go. we got to get work the Falcons into this that's, one. Uh, that's our wheelhouse. Had to do it. Oh, 39% success rate. Sometimes Phil sees his shadow and retreats, just like the Falcons' offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not letting it go. I got another one. The groundhog would be a better mascot for the Falcons because in Atlanta, the same thing happens over and over and over. <laughs> it was a good movie. It was. It was a great movie. He, uh, the groundhog gave us six more weeks of winter, which is could be worse. It could be six more Pro Bowls. That would be bad. God, does anybody even watch that anymore? I watched a little bit this year just to Did kind of see really? what was going on. You know why it's sponsored by Verizon, Tom? Because you have to call around to find someone who cares that it's on. <laughs> Get on the horn. Didn't the groundhog croak or something? Didn't something bad happen to it? Well, What's I his mean, face dropped him? don't live that long, so there's been many punks at uh, I think it's like they pulled it out of its... Burrow and no, it was dead. The, no, and then, no, it was. Oh like no! The, oh, no, what's look at that camera angle? That's a tough <laughs> PR moment. Didn't one of the governors of New York drop it and kill it? Uh, I what? think that might have happened too. A couple years ago, yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, what's his face? The guy that yeah, had all I the think drama. You would think Peto would be getting. <laughs> well, usually he's not dropped what's, and murdered. Oh, so. oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, someone. Let's see. That was Bill de Blasio, yeah, apparently. Bill de Blasio. He dropped yeah, tracks. I know. I was he like, dropped it's... Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, and... the elderly and groundhogs. Wow, it's way bigger than I thought it would be. Groundhogs are huge. They're huge. They're like a badger Died. size. They're huge. Yeah. They are. Yeah, they're big. Yeah. He dropped in 2014. De Blasio accidentally dropped the groundhog. <laughs> also 10 years. And then died of internal hemorrhaging. Yeah. What? <laughs> Ten-month-old female. That is a pretty fragile groundhog. That's, that is oh, a terrible so story. Well, Philippa. It's not good. I like how he, Mayor Bill de Blasio said he regretted the incident 100%. <laughs> like, what was he gonna what say, gonna say? Um, thank God? Hey, I'm happy I always it's hated groundhogs. Right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a bit weird. I always like it when... I regretted it. 80%. I always like when something happens, like, you know, something, some horrible tragedy happens and the local governor comes out and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, train derailments are no good. Like, <laughs> I know. It's like, thanks for contributing. <laughs> True. We never would have thought of that without you. He, he no. was filled with 92% regret. <laughs> <laughs> the other 8% was like, F that groundhog. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never somewhat liked. neutral, but... <laughs> Who knew they were so slippery? <laughs> God, he, just, he just went away, didn't he? I haven't heard his name in years. He's disgraced. De Blasio. Yeah, how could you survive a campaign where that's in the advertising? Yeah, disgrace, uh, disgraced politicians kind of... Go under a rock for about ten years. Well, God. Bill de Blasio <laughs> wants to raise your taxes. Bill de Blasio kills groundhogs. <laughs> <laughs> groundhog murder. Well, God, remember Howard uh, Howard Dean, right? The Dean uh-huh. scream. Yeah. 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 All it took was him screaming, and that killed his campaign. Yeah. For like forever. Remember that scream though. His career That's was cool. over because he said yeah, "Yeah" a little too loud for people. He was <laughs> He was excited. That was can't be excited. De- caucus became, tank moment. Yeah, I yeah, mean, if so. you had told them this year that they would come in third in Iowa, they would have given anything for that. Probably true. <laughs> a lot of screen. It is probably true. So you got your you got your Chiefs. You know what's sad? 
Because mm-hmm. I just realized I don't even know who the Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl because I didn't. Once oh. the Vikings caved in, I stopped watching. It's the mighty San Francisco 49ers. Oh, that's right. It's 49ers. There you go. So it's just repeats of other Super Bowl winners. That's great. Yeah, Let's I mean, it, it, goes. It, these are two. I think America wanted Ravens-Lions if they were yes. picking. Yeah. Yep. Or Bills. There's a few other teams that I think yep, we would have been excited about seeing. Um, which is another, you know, pushback for me on the, all the conspiracy theories or whatever. Like, what's, even if you're jaded and suspicious, what's more likely? An elaborate conspiracy involving hundreds of people to fix the games that's been kept a perfect secret? Mm-hmm. Or two people fall in love and the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl? Like, it's the best team. Of course they're in the Super Bowl. They have the best quarterback. They have the best coach. They have a great defense. They play in a weak division. It's the Patriots all over again. Yeah. If the Panthers got to the Super Bowl, maybe you look around for some conspiracies. That's all I'm saying. Or the Vikings. The Vikings. See also Falcons. <laughs> Commanders. You and, I, you and I have been suffering through this the entire 20 years I've known you. I know. It's, <laughs> our teams are terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> and every year I say, why don't we pick some winners? And right. See what happens. Why don't we? Why don't we just I pick the good players. I don't get it. Yeah. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I, I did spend 
20 years rooting against Tom Brady, which is a very painful process. It was, mm -hmm. it was a dead end. I got on the bandwagon before it took off, in this case by accident. Uh, I became a little bit of a Chiefs fan a few years back because of the fantasy stuff. I have Mahomes huh? and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and so I started to root for those guys. So I'm, I'm in. I'm in this time on a good team. I, I, liked, I like the Chiefs, so I'm rooting for them. Good. I think they win by 10 or so. I think they're going to do well this week. We'll yeah, kind of looks like it. Um, we got some coaches moving around. Oh. Dan Quinn is the new commander's head coach. He's the perfect match for Washington, D.C. He's old. He's white. And you wind up thinking, this is the best we could do. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Very pleasant. Commanders? I the don't commanders. know if I've ever even heard. That's a horrible name, <laughs> really the Commanders. Good. Was it McHale's Navy? Were they something the, else before? Yeah, they, they were the were Redskins. Redskins right? Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they were the Washington Redskins, and like, they were the football team. I forgot and, about the Commanders thing. Well, they're the Commanders as of, like, what, last year? Yeah, I think. They're yeah, about pretty three or four years in, yeah. Has it been that long? Yeah, wow. they, they had a season where they didn't have a name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, they've had a couple of commander seasons, two or three, uh, somewhere in there. Renamed blathering politician. That would have been I'm, better. But I have a question for you. Aren't, weren't the Vikings, didn't they just massacre everyone they came upon? Yes, they did. So why are we called the Vikings? Why are we so much a murdering psychopath? Well, no, That's what a raider is. A raider is That's someone true. who comes in and yeah. burns your town down. That's yep. true. Right. But, yeah. hey. Buccaneers. But, Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Yeah. Buccaneers. Not great. Oilers. Yeah. Oilers, oil's bad, you know. We don't oil's like oil horrible. anymore. Oil's so bad. bad. 49ers. 49 is an unlucky number, probably. Nice to some people. I've decided. He's never given it up. 40, 49ers against Chiefs sounds like an actual beef from American history. That could be like a <laughs> yeah, real... It does. Mm -hmm. That could have right. been an actual conflict that was happening. <laughs> Do you think they'll eventually... I, I mean, there's no reason to give up the name the Chiefs. It's a good name, right? Uh, you're honoring the Chief... Yeah, it'll happen eventually. It seems to have the right angle on it, right? Yeah, and it's not just about Native Americans. The chief investor, the chief Well, no, it's, it's about Native chiefs, it's, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I suppose. And I mean, they're... It's, how you, it's how, you, how you frame it, right? When I was a boy, the Atlanta Braves had a mascot named Chief Nakahoma. I know, it's oh, wonderful. Yeah. And he had a teepee out in... Uh, yep out in left field or whatever and they all did this remember that they would do that Tomahawk would do that. Chop. Oh, yeah. yeah and if they if they went for a long run without scoring chief nakahoma would come out and do like a home run dance around the teepee really yeah <laughs> really i didn't yeah but how, why would you be offended by that it's very it's nice i, it's I mean <laughs> that's a little bit over yeah. i mean I, that's a stretch i get why that had to go away but they did keep the name and the basic premise of the thing, and the tomahawk is still the symbol, and, you know. Well, the family looked it up, and I'm apparently mostly German and about a quarter British. Is it German and British? Is that what it was? We it's almost entirely We German. looked it up. We Googled. We did. No, we did. You did. No, 23 and me. 23 and me. Well, yeah, that's so, looking it up. Why don't they name it the Minnesota Bernards? And they could, a lot of references to Hitler. You got the swastikas, the German deal. <laughs> I love that. Wouldn't that be just wonderful? Yeah, I would really love that. That'd be really great. <laughs> well, I guess the, I see their point. That's the thing. You got, how cartoonish can, are you allowed to be with someone's mm -hmm. culture? You know? Why aren't yeah. there any German-themed football teams? I don't know. Mm. You think there would what be? What would they be called? 
don't know. I'm the Lederhosen. Trying to think of like a shoot stoffel. The Lederhosen. Pun. Yeah, Lederhosen. The Lederhosen. I the... like that. <laughs> Lederhosen. Mm. <laughs> he just goes, mm. but something with like fest. schnitzel. There's some great <laughs> things schnitzel. in German. German words don't lend themselves well to no. English puns. Autobahn. That's a that's a word we know and like. Right? I thought all, about the Autobahn today already. I was driving on 169 in Shakopee and was like, I feel like I'm on the Autobahn. <laughs> but how about this? You name the team a German name. And then every time you score, while other teams get seven, you get nine. Mm. You get to sing Ein Prosit, Ein Prosit. What do you say? Ein Prosit. I enjoyed that very much. Indeed. You get nine. You get nine. The only the only German number anyone knows. What was that comedian? We looked him up, the German comedian that said his joke was, take my wife. I command you. I command you. That's right. Who was it? They were, that guy was uh, funny. I don't know. That that's probably his one joke, and that yeah. You know. Was it? There was a there was a comic who was huge in the '80s comedy boom, and his whole shtick was was thick German accent. Yep. And he would do it for a few that's, minutes, and yep. then he would come out of it, and he wasn't he wasn't German. Oh. He didn't. Speak, I don't know if that's the same comic or not. Oh gosh. Uh, it could it be. Klaus something. That's the same guy. Yep. What Klaus? Klaus. Yeah. What Klaus? <laughs> No way. It wasn't Adolf. I just remembered when yeah, we Klaus were... Klaus Myers, yeah. Klaus Myers. Mm-hmm. I just remember when we went on our honeymoon, we went to Germany, went to Munich for part of it, and my brother-in-law was like, oh, you're going to go to Germany. And I was like, nobody sounds like that in Germany. <laughs> and we get on the train, we spend the night on the train, and we get into Germany. Like, the mo- no, the moment we get on the train, one of the, like... People that works there, that's like it's kind of like a Attend- flight guy, attendant guy. for train train attendant. He was like, "Oh, if you need anything, you just push this button, beep beep beep, and I will come and get you." I was like, "Yeah, German has like it's got two. It's got the shouting angry man, and it's got yeah. Uder from The Simpsons." Like, yeah, Very I was true. like, "You sound like the pig from Sing." What yeah, exactly. Is going on? Oh, what the hell? He was a great guy though. <laughs> Oh, God, I had two great uncles. They were twins, and their names were Adolf and Avalt. Oh, man. Very German. Pretty. That's pretty German. Yeah, I'll tell you that. more German than that. Adolf and Avalt, the twins. That's the last generation that could name someone Adolf. Adolf. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was a super popular name. Sure. It was. It, it was, was like yeah, one of the most the popular names. Yeah, it was like the John of Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's true. crazy. Crazy, one person could be so bad that it's over. He can't yeah, no name more. a child that ever again. Yep. I was going to name Ethan Hirohito, but it just didn't work. Hirohito didn't work, <laughs> he, didn't work out too a well. A single guy ruined a mustache forever, too. He can't yeah, that's really... That's true. And why did he cut his mustache? There's a reason, because he had a full mustache. Well, the, the myth, whether it's true or not, is because it, uh, facial hair prevents a seal from your gas mask. Oh, that's what it so was. So the only that's, facial yep. hair that would yep. fit inside a gas mask is a tiny little thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to Well, because, to I mean, think about it. World War One. the entire thing was basically just everyone gassing each other. Yeah, like The entire world was covered in mustard gas for, like, five years. People. It's all well, people. Good. That's, that's the right response. <laughs> like, imagining everyone's <laughs> choking to death in a foxhole full of mustard gas, and someone just comes out and goes, People! Yeah. <laughs> Knock it off. Work for me. So, Kostaki, you're not going to be on again until after the Super Bowl, so do you have a pick? It'll be on next week, right? 
Yeah, we'll wrap it up in a yeah. week. We'll wrap up next week, and then it'll be like a month or so. Ah. Yeah, I think I mean, he, he, the game's Sunday, so. Chiefs 30, yeah. Niners 20. I think the Chiefs win. 30-20? 30-20. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's football. It could be anything, but that's what, I'm yeah. lead, that's what I think. If I had to bet, I would bet Chiefs win. I'm going to go 150 to 0. The 150 to nothing. That would be nothing. quite the game. Those are some long odds. You're going to make a lot <laughs> yeah. of money if you bet yeah. on that. I'm going to yeah. put one cent on those odds. That's yeah. uh, Hey, it was just a few years ago, somebody won a boatload of money on uh, first score safety. And they hiked the ball really? over Peyton Manning's head, and it was a safety to open the Super Bowl. Oh. That doesn't happen often. See? No, not sure. at all. The biggest point difference ever in a Super Bowl apparently was only 45 points. Only? 45? I say only. It's still a lot of points, but it's nothing. It's not basketball. It's It's no 150 to zero, though. Was that Niners? Uh, Yes, over the Broncos. 55 to 10. I remember that. 55 to 10. The Niners kicking everyone's ass for a while there. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. 45 points. That's a big. That is. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, that's hang your head in shame stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure there's no slaughter rule in the Super Bowl, but <laughs> at some point you just give up, don't you? Yeah, can we just quit? Yeah, you got 10 minutes left and you're 40 points down. Do you even try? Probably not. Yeah. Just have the, fun with it. It's one of the silliest things left in the NFL is that when you're, they'll still keep the starting quarterback in in those moments. Like someone's going to get hurt and it's yeah. so dumb that you're even trying at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah, at least in college softball, they would, if you were losing by 10 runs, they would let you stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's enough. Yeah. Mercy rule. Like, all right, we're all, we all, we're all drunk anyway. Let's go home. Yeah. That was a softball deal. Do you ever play softball, Kostaki? Just in that situation, not, not otherwise. Just drinking it up and having yeah, a good like, time. Yeah, like idiot dorm level softball. God, that was fun, though. Yeah, right. It was. It was a lot of fun, no question about it. Ah, I I miss so much about college, and then I realized, like, most of what I miss is being 23. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like I miss being able to eat Leanne Chin without feeling awful for three days afterwards. Uh, <laughs> that's really what I miss. Yeah, really miss not no having hangovers. Any responsibilities, exactly. really. Being filled with hope and promise. Yeah, I mean, if someone, <laughs> if someone said right now, well, I mean, like, technically speaking, any of us could go back and get, like, a graduate degree. Yeah. There's a reason we don't. It's because that would suck. Right. Because it's not <laughs> college that we miss. Right, right. No. <clears throat> I'm going to see the... what Tim Lammers thinks about all this. Mm. Oh, Tim. Here he is. Tim, look at that. All right. Tim's got, got a graduate six. degree. Yeah. Do you have a graduate right? degree? Oh, no. Oh, sound. no volume. No sound either. You have to turn your mic on. <laughs> Mike generally His needs to go on. Mike is off. <laughs> Speak. Yeah, you're you're muted in Streamyard. You have to unmute yourself. But Alex will, can't. You Alex can mute you. But if you muted you yourself, can't unmute she can't your unmute guests. You. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't unmute you. He's working hard on it. So I have can a question for. Us? While, while he's working, he on should it. be able to hear us. Yes. Yeah. While he's working on it, I want to ask a question. Um, so when I was a little kid, league was the whole deal. I mean, a league baseball, like a League of Legends. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get this out, am I? I got it. I got it now. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes, indeed. But, yeah, so we started off with league ball. Uh, I found out I wasn't good enough to play on the uh, St. Joseph's team. And then later on, softball came along. 
And then I went and spent a lot of time in Chicago in the 1970s. Did you, the first time you ever saw Kitten Ball, didn't you just go, what the hell is that now? Kitten I still don't know what it is. Ball? I don't know what it is either. Never heard no, of that in my Stuck, life. Stuck, you know what Kitten Ball is, Timmy. You know Kitten Ball, don't you? No. no was idea. it a giant ball? It, like honest ball? to God, the ball is this big and it's it's called kitten ball they don't wear gloves they would use a bat it's in it's chicago only i think is the only place it's played uh and if you could find 17 a, inch ball 17 inch ball it's like bigger huge. than a dodgeball yeah <laughs> I, i've seen it certainly but i didn't know it was called kitten ball yeah kitten yeah, ball apparently it was name. very uh it's like softball. Very short lived. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, they don't play it anymore? Kitten ball's not all the rage? <clears throat> no, apparently not. Not even in Chicago? The first rules were published in 1889. There you go. Uh, yeah, 1895. Oh, it was a Minneapolis thing. Oh, Minneapolis. It was in Louis Rober Sr. of Minneapolis organized it and he, he invented it in 1895 for firefighters. It's like an exercise for firefighters. What happened? How did it end up in Chicago then? It's relatively close, close, I suppose. Right? I suppose One of them just hit miles. the ball too hard, ended up in Chicago. And then the, the, rest then is the big ball went up on the uh, wire and they did the thing with the fire hoses. Exactly. Somebody got electrocuted and that was it. It was what, what is that exercise that they do that with the fire hoses and the big ball? What that is something, isn't it? Don't they train that way or I something? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. So Kostaki and Timmy Lammers on at the same time. What do you think of that action? I, I I've never met you, Kostaki. I don't know if we've been on at the same time. I don't think so. I know your name from knocking around. Yeah, yeah yours as well. Yours as well. Hope nice. and promise. I heard that before. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was funny. He's so spot on. Twenty-three when there was hope and promise. <laughs> Your whole yeah. page is ahead of you. I have to ask you something, Kostaki. Now you're a big Atlanta fan, correct? Yeah. Okay. So did, did you did you ever see the movie Eighty for Brady? No, I didn't. And curiously <clears throat> enough, my five-year-old's friend's mom wrote it and i've hung out with what? her at a party. oh my god really yeah we, she's a we actually here in la yeah we and, watched it a couple of years ago but mm -hmm. i couldn't bring myself to go because well, it's about the worst day of sports in my life no that's it. it's, a, it's a fictionalized look at tom yeah. brady but they happen to set it on the uh, super bowl where the patriots came back against the falcons yep. yeah and so I know I it's a, nobody it's just, in Atlanta is going to like It's really just a movie. buddy comedy where they grab Tom Brady to make it yeah. makeable, but yeah. I still mm -hmm. can't bring myself to <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. watch it's a movie like, that's about that game. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen the uh, the box office in Atlanta for that movie because it's like <laughs> everywhere else, maybe you'd like it, but oh man, to that would be a funny moment. thing to look at like a bar graph where it's like here, 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 then Atlanta, it's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a good airplane movie. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. not the best movie I've ever seen. But it's a good airplane. But I also movie. don't really care about football or yeah. eighty-year-olds or old ladies go. on a car trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's not really my I, demographic. The reason I thought about it was how many movies are actually set during the Super Bowl? Because Bob Sansevier and I were talking about this yesterday, and you know, yeah, there are a lot of football movies, obviously. But what is it, that one with um, the Jack Ryan one with Ben Affleck, where the Vikings were actually in the Super Bowl and then the Super Bowl got nuked? Do you remember that one? Yes. No. 
Yeah, the Vikings were the team in. I think it was the Vikings and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, the big tie-in there is that, who is the writer? Who is the writer of uh, the Jack Ryan stuff? Oh, Tom. Uh, the guy that Clancy? tried to buy the Vikings. Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying that the likelihood of the Vikings winning are about the same as being nuked. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's one of those deals where the Vikings are actually, they're, they're crushing it in the Super Bowl, and then we get uh, nuked. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of eliminates those chances forever. So fiction, basically, you're talking fiction here. Fiction, yeah. yes, thank God it's fiction. <laughs> but apart from that, I mean, is it is it Bloody Sunday or something? I mean, there's just not many set, you know, during you know, in and around the Super Bowl. I can't right. think of any other than that one. Yeah. What's the one with? Wasn't there a Burt Reynolds one about football? That was the longest yard. That was in a prison. Ah, prison, prison deal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There's draft day. Draft day, yeah, but that's that's all. uh, Some people say it's a giant commercial for NFL Draft Day, as if it needs any more attention. I don't think so. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting. It's it's actually a great movie uh, with Kevin Costner. It's fun. It's a little kooky and unrealistic, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's entertaining. Right. You know. Right. And uh, yeah, and and then oddly enough, about that movie, uh, you had a guy, a relative unknown at that point, named Chadwick Boseman who was mm-hmm. a supporting right. actor right. at the time. And then there was also the quarterback that the, the Browns were looking at drafting was basically a carbon copy of uh, Johnny Football. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it's it, I, it's an entertaining movie. But again, that's set around drafting. What, are, what about the actual Super Bowl? There's just not that many. <laughs> I can find two. Heaven Can Wait. Oh, yes. And Two Minute Warning. Which are oh, both okay. from the late 70s, interestingly. Hmm. Oh, there oh. you go. Yeah, yeah. Two-minute warning is like a guy plans to attack the Super Bowl, and then they stop him at the end. <laughs> and I think the Jack, <laughs> I think the Jack Ryan one is actually the sum of all fears, if, I, if I'm thinking right. You should write trailers, Andy. <laughs> you should write trailers, Andy. One man gets thwarted. Thwarted. And then the movie ends. The end. All right, Kostaki's only got a minute or two left, so I want you, since we have this hookup now between Lammers and Economopolis, <laughs> Kostaki, what is your favorite TV show? Do you have one? I think the best television show in the history of American television is West Wing. The first four years of West Wing are unbelievable. Aaron Sorkin is a crazy genius. Mm-hmm. But mostly... Uh, Mostly I like sitcoms, the good ones from way back, MASH sure. and yep. mm-hmm. Cheers and Frasier and Family Ties and Simpsons and Archie Bunker and, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. That's my taste yep. generally. But West Wing is, man, they knocked it out of the park. That's a great one. They did indeed. What do you think, Timmy? Well, it's interesting that I, I wrote you that text and about Feud, the second season of Feud after the first season, which was seven years ago. <laughs> they took their time in between. Sure did. But I think one series that is perfectly executed is Feud, uh, Betty versus Joan. Mm-hmm. What an amazing that was limited show. series that yeah. is. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I don't think Capote versus the Swans will ever reach that level. But it is damn good. Oh, it's really it good. The yeah. acting two, is amazing. Two episodes so far. And the actor, I am so thrilled that Tom Hollander, yep. who has been around forever, 
Uh, I certainly recognize him from films like Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, he's mm-hmm. a supporting character guy. Uh, he was, uh, I don't know if he was, he wasn't a manager, but he was tied in with Queen. And then there was another one uh, he did called The Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston. Right. A few years back. But he plays Truman Capote, which, you know, you, you're preceded by, when you're preceded by the, the, the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman, man, that's mm-hmm. a tough one to pull off. But man, mm-hmm. does he pull this show off? I mean, the, the Capote deal. So, you know, yeah, I would say, again, just because it's so recent in my memory, that is one of my all-time favorites, the first mm-hmm. season of Feud. I can nice. see that. He's behind you. I got two jokes left, Tom. I got, I got one that'll make uh, Catherine wince. I haven't Uh-oh. done one of those yet today. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then I got one wordplay joke. I got, you know, these, I got to okay. do at least one of each of these every segment. I love it. All right, Philly is opening next season in Brazil. You know where the Eagles aren't the only thing that's bald. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Brazil. <laughs> Come on, Catherine. Oh. Uh, She's wincing. <laughs> and finally, Le'Veon Bell wants to make a comeback to the NFL. He should sign in Philadelphia. It's the perfect place for a Bell that's not working. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Bell, let's crack. That's very nice. It's very cracked. Very, very cracked, as a matter of fact. Kostaki, hey, brilliant report. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. I'll talk to you in a week. Sounds Enjoy the great. game. Bye-bye. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Kostaki Kondomopoulos, ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. We'll hear from him on Monday or Tuesday. He's going to be on Tuesday, isn't he? Yes. Okay, Tuesday. So the Super Bowl is this Sunday? Yes, sir. I didn't even yeah. know. Hey. It is indeed. Are we going to do anything for it? I don't know. Maybe we'll make some nachos. Oh, <laughs> we'll just make boy. some nachos, but some not wings. watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll, just we'll make all the food. We'll just eat nachos with a TV turned yes. off. The big thing about the Super Bowl for me, I mean, yeah, apart from, what, when was it? The mid-70s? At the late 70s, the Vikings were in it. So really no reason to watch it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Right. Is the commercials. But now it's like you're getting snippets of all. There's no surprise anymore. Yeah. You already know no. what's going to happen. So you can see the ads ahead of time. So it's like, well, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. I mean, yeah. Take away the anticipation and what the heck is there, you know? Right. The but puppy Tim, bowl is always good. Puppy bowl. Oh, yeah. oh, there you go. Puppy yeah. bowl is a reason to bowl. live. Oh, I, I actually, that'll be a really good thing for Ethan to watch, I think. The Puppy, puppy Bowl. Bowl. Oh, oh, yeah. This yeah. year, it's two Bowl. years old. It'd mm-hmm. be the, it's the perfect age oh, yeah. for oh, to watch yeah. the Puppy I Bowl. I mean, Bowl. two plus. Is that on the same day as mm-hmm. the Super Bowl? It's, yeah. it's on before, during the Super Bowl, It's before the Super Bowl. Oh, it's before. Animal yeah. Planet? Is that where yeah, it is? Yeah, on Animal, Animal Planet. Planet. It's like the oh, morning. Yeah, we got to find out if we can watch that at our it's... place. If not, we'll have to come over here and have a 
viewing party for the yeah. Buffy Bowl. I mean, the you can always YouTube it too. Like it's always. Well, God, yeah. you know. uh, yesterday or two days ago, Melissa was scrolling through Instagram and she came upon this video. It's just like cats hitting each other. Like, you know, two, oh, two cats God. would just be laying there. And then all of a sudden, one would just turn around and smack another cat for like no a, reason. Sounds That's, like a cat. You know, as cats do. Mm-hmm. And Ethan was just laughing so hard at yeah, this. Every time a cat would hit another cat, he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Well, he likes to hit people, so it's so, all time. Well, that's in. true. So, I mean, yeah, like, animals uh, being crazy. Yeah. It's right up his alley. No question. But, Timmy, honest to God, your recommendations lately... And the latest one being Tom Hollander in uh, oh, Feud God. Capote versus the Swans. That show is phenomenal. You know, he's got that thing kind of going <sighs> like the guy he in, does. Um, what was it, that show? Uh, Blackbird? Uh, Paul Walter Hauser? Oh, yeah. This serial killer. Who oh, yeah. And I never realized how close he was to Truman Capote. But he my God, you know, he's the, actually there's another actor who, you know, I mean, his name is Toby Jones and a very, very prolific character actor, shorter guy. He played Truman Capote as well. in I think it was a television, a cable movie. So really, apart from Philip Seymour Hoffman and, and Toby Jones, nobody has really tackled the role. No. And. You know, the the other thing is seven years since feud Betty and Joan. Right. I do believe and think about the timing of this, if it would have happened. I believe there were discussions about feud uh, Prince Charles versus Diana. Oh, yeah. But that was years ago. So whatever the case may be, it, it, it fell apart because I would yeah, imagine. Well, they've done the crown, the crown, the last season of the crown deals a lot with the divorce and Diana's yeah. death. And I think that kind of maybe is done to death right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the other thing that you're encountering there is the Royals getting pissed off at you yes. yeah. and getting to the point where you have to put a disclaimer up there in front of it saying this is part yeah. fictionalized or whatever. Um, but yeah, that the, the Charles Diana talk for feud actually was happening around the time the first season came out. I couldn't believe it was 2017. Yeah. Um, but uh, boy, I think they really found a winning combination with this because obviously we all know who Truman Capote is. And unless you lived in New York at the time, you're not going to know who the hell these high society people are. No. Right. No. right. A bunch of highfalutin a-holes, really. Really. And what, yes. what, for those who are listening or watching who haven't seen it yet, basically Capote, after he wrote in Cold Blood and Breakfast at Tiffany's, he was also a writer for Esquire and kind of a celebrity gossip columnist. And he had this close bond with all these socialites who had troubles of their own, big-time troubles. Treat Williams, God bless his soul. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, he just died. In, in, in this series. Um, um, Naomi Watts is married to his character, and, and he's like a political guy. I don't know what he is. He's very, very powerful. I think he... Uh, uh, didn't he run a network? I thought he was a network I'm not, guy. I'm not sure what he, he does, but he, he had some deep ties and deep pockets. So anyway, uh, his uh, wife shared all of his shilly shelling he was doing you know whoops yeah and uh truman says no it's just between me and you well then truman who is dissatisfied with his own lover takes up another one who encourages him 
to write about this in Esquire. Right. And not only about uh, Treat Williams, uh, Naomi Watts's character, but Diane Lane's character. And he just airs all of their dirty laundry yeah. in Esquire magazine, and they want him gone. They don't want him dead, but they want to ruin him. Mm-hmm. So the first two episodes, you know, get to the point where I don't know. I don't know if they're even plotting yet how they're actually going to do it. But man, what a great series. And uh, I, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but uh, somebody from Minnesota turns up in a short cameo deal. Oh, and it's like, I was so thrilled that she was there. Really? Because, yeah. Well, it's it's uh, Jessica. Jessica Lang turns up. Oh, oh, she does? Oh, God. They really dragged everybody into this. Yeah, yeah. Because she's a big Ryan Murphy person. I mean, she mm-hmm. did the American Horror Story with him. Uh, she was she was Joan Crawford. Is she still uh, in Stillwater? I don't think so. Think so. No, I don't anymore. think so. I think that was no. like five husbands ago or something. <laughs> yeah. She's had a few. That's Who was true. here with Sam Shepard, I yeah, know. Yes. I think yep. that's, yeah. And We're Sam about has, Jessica Lang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where does she Uh-oh. live? How many times has she been married? I don't think she's. I don't she think she often more. returns to Duluth, but yeah, I don't think she lives here anymore, and I don't think she has for a long time. Probably not. She has only been married twice. Uh, well, she's only been married once. Oh, well, I mean, she's Sam had Shepard. a lot of but she's or had she living boyfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yep. She just had one spouse, and then she's had two partners whatever that means oh was sam a partner was was he sam was a partner he was a partner oh okay okay yeah so and she was with him for 27 years oh wow that's a good run for a hollywood for hollywood that's a huge yeah yeah um there was a what was it there was a farm movie that they did a long long time ago was it called country what the heck was it called yes it was called country yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know if that was the beginning of the relationship or whatever, but yeah, she's actually from Cloquet. Get Cloquet so so that yeah. why mm-hmm. it's pronounced Cloquet. Cloquet, Cloquet, and yeah, so that's probably why she goes to Duluth because yeah. Cloquet really isn't that big. No, no it's not. No, I like this. Where does Jessica Lang live? Places lived. Paris, Madrid, New York City. Uh, so apparently she's lived all over the place. Stillwater, oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Stillwater. But no, she, uh, I think she lives in New York City. Mainly. But just the short time she turns up in, in Feud, the second season, it's like, wow. She just knocks all the pins down. She mows them down. Really? I mean, and, 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 and Tom Hollander, you know, he, he it's a scene with him, and it's just amazing. Again, you know, just stepping in the, the shoes of, of uh, I, I don't want to push Toby Jones aside, but let's just face it, Philip Seymour Hoffman was so phenomenal in that role. I mean, you know, it's got to be a daunting thing to do. Sure. Make the character your own, really, because there's no way you're going to, you, you don't get in it to be better than somebody. You just got to give it your own take. And uh, yes, he has the Truman thing going. Yeah, he has him down. Really and well. uh, and it's a pretty amazing. I mean, you look. I, I looked at uh, a short YouTube video about his best interviews, and there was a lot of him appearing on Dick Cavett and stuff like that. Where it's like, you know what? These guys, they really, you know, to, uh, Hollander and um, um, uh, Hoffman, 
they really got it down. They yeah. really mm-hmm. got his voice down. Yeah, they did. That was, uh, yeah, Demi Moore all the, was oh in the first God. episode, but they killed her off. So I don't know if she comes back or not. <laughs> well, she can always turn up and, you know, because obviously they're a flashback scene. The, the series actually starts in 85. So in a way, it's kind of a flashback. Oh, okay. Um, but you also, I mean, Molly Ringwald, uh, Callista Flockhart, mm-hmm. Diane yeah. Lane, uh, yeah. Chloe Savaney. I mean, just a powerhouse cast. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't know. They just really capture the essence of that era, you know, which it, it, that's an amazing thing to do when you can go back and make something feel like the 70s, kind of in the way I'm going to talk about again, the holdovers, early 1970s. And to capture that feel is really, really an amazing thing. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that um, Truman Capote wasn't a more prolific writer than he was. What did he only have? He had three books? Yeah, you know, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I think and- he had one before In Cold Blood, or maybe was Breakfast in, at Tiffany's before In Cold Blood. Oh. Well, and then, and they, and then they published one after he died um, that he never finished. Well, and that's the whole premise of this. He's trying to get. there's an argument in the first episode with his publisher about being, you know, missing deadlines and all that stuff. And maybe that was the actual book then who knows? I think it was. Yeah, it might've been. And, and and, then breakfast at Tiffany's was that actually a book? Because I know he wrote the screenplay as well. It was a novella. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go. And that was 1958. So it was well before in cold blood. I wonder if he had anything to do with casting um, Mickey Rooney in that role. Jeez. God, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> As the Japanese that. neighbor? Oh, my That's God. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. oh, yeah. Such a weird decision. It's like, wow. I, I've seen that movie so many times, and every time I'm like, why? This yeah, is... It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's real did you weird. Ever, did, you ever, have, did you ever interview Mickey Rooney? One time, yeah, many, many years ago, like 40 years ago. It was, uh, well, I'm trying to think how long ago it was, but, you know, there was this controversy over his allegedly wife having say over everything he did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like you get an opportunity. It's like Mickey Rooney. It's like, I got I got to take this. Yeah. But uh, it was about the anniversary of Boydstown or something like that. And you would ask him about Judy Garland. I only want to talk about Boydstown. I'm just talking about Boys Town. So any uh, other project of his that you brought up, I want to talk about Boys Town. It, it was just one of the worst interviews <clears throat> ever. It was kind of disappointing, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know if he who is instructing. I mean, come on, man. You get, you get actors on. If they're very, very well known, you're bound to ask them about past projects or whatever. Sure. It's just part of the gig, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you know, ultimately, if you're promoting something, it's only helping. You know, it, it, it only helps to me unless, you know, I know some people that will avoid the film altogether. And that's never a good idea. But certainly it's not out of line to ask a couple questions that aren't related to a film. Right. Um, but he was just terrible. He was terrible. man. He was just terrible. That's. Nice. Oh, it's sad, you know, because you think you talk to somebody and another guy. This wasn't actually an interview more than uh, it was a conference call uh, who played Cosmo. Donald O'Connor in um, Singing in the Rain. Hmm, yeah. And he just didn't, his mind was not really there. 
Oh. Which was sad. That was more, it wasn't, you know, I'm not going to knock him at all. It was just sad that at that point in his life, he really wasn't comprehending much of what you were asking him. Oh, and so that was, sad. that was sad. So that, but, but the definitely, I won't say hate, but just really disappointed was Miss, Miss Mickey Rooney. Oh yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I would have asked him, I said, what the hell were you thinking with the breakfast at Tiffany's roll? That's what I should have asked him. That was amazing. There's no question about it. A little offensive, just a little, you yeah. know. How far are you with Griselda? Three. Uh, yeah, we just watched the third one. I That's have a feeling. I have a feeling uh, bad things are going to happen in <laughs> episode so. four. Well, know what's coming. you know, it's part Tony Montana and Scarface. It's part Walter White in Breaking Bad. You know, yeah. it's this whole coming from, well, and Scarface, coming from that very humble beginning and getting a taste of it and then things spin out of control like there's no tomorrow and i'm not quite to that point yet so yeah i think that's episode three but i think it's yeah it's gonna go there yep <laughs> it's gonna go there great and what show. Is, she is isn't it great though when mm-hmm. somebody like sophia vergara just comes in and, and completely transforms herself into this dramatic powerhouse you know, it's I got to wonder if she's a better actress in her native tongue than mm. if she was trying to speak. Because most of the time she's speaking Spanish. Mm. Yeah. And she's and most of the series, really, if you think about it, is yeah. in Spanish. It, it is, is. Yeah. Yep. It is really yeah. terrific. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so that's no big deal for me because I'm so deaf that I have subtitles on every. <laughs> you don't care. People say I hate foreign films like. Don't matter to me, man. I've been on captions for years. This is this is par for the course for me. Timmy, another brilliant report, Pally. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I uh, am going to be talking more about uh, feud Capote versus the Swans for uh, on Friday with you because it is just it's it's so great when series like that come along. Yep, and for folks that haven't heard of it. You can see it on FX now or FX on Hulu, which basically means right. you're on FX and then the next day it's on Hulu. So check Makes it sense. out. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you Friday, pal. All right. Have a good week. See ya. You too, you Timmy. Too. Timmy Lammers, ladies and gentlemen. Any closing words from the family? Um, closing words. You know, look at this. Look at that oh, screen. Toby Keith died. Did you know that? Toby Keith died. Yep. What? what? 62 years old. Yeah. yeah not he very old. Stomach cancer. Stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. Yep. What? He just died. died. I know. Yesterday. I was shocked. Oh, weird. Yeah, he was one. young. <clears throat> he did not look too healthy, his last picture. Oh, really? I will tell you that. No. Oh, man. My grandmother got stomach cancer in her high 80s and had surgery and lived another five years. Five years.